Uh, I am NB Mecha Pilot, aka RPG Hour. My pronouns are they, them. Uh, I am joined by at Ink and Stories. I'll let them do a full intro. Um, I do apologize for everything being wonky. I have had very, very wild week this week, as it was Mrs. Uh, first week at her new job, and so therefore uh, it uh, offset everything that I do. Um, so uh, this is, of course, Indie RPG Hour, uh, where we get folks together to talk about uh, Indie RPG stuff. Uh, today there is only one guest. Um, I'm going to let them introduce themselves while I pull something up in the background. Cool. Well, thank you uh, for having me here. Excited to just chat all sorts of fun indie stuff. Um, yeah, I'm Logan. Uh, he, him pronouns. I'm at Ink and Stories, Ink underscore and underscore stories on um, Twitter, uh, where I spend a lot of time talking about tabletops mainly. Um, also on Itch, got a number of games on there. Um, breathing Stories, all one word. Itch.io. And um, yeah, excited to talk about all sorts of good stuff today. Uh, so we have three topics that we're going to try and tackle before Google says you get no more time um, because Google is rude like that now. Um, and where did my touch? Uh, so I guess let's actually start with uh, the one that I'm sort of doing my first one of. Um, games with no GM, uh, so no game runner at the helm. Um, I will let you start out with that. Yeah, so um, I tend to play mostly GMless games these days with my gaming crew and um, family and things, which is really great. Because um, one of the, like the, to, to me, the magic of one of the magics of tabletop games is how the players all come together to create a story that by one person by themselves could never imagine, right? So no matter in a game with a GM, no matter how much, you know, they, they plan, you know, they kind of create the skeleton of the game and then the players kind of put all the bits and pieces together. Um, and often it looks you know quite different to perhaps for using a human skeleton analogy. I don't know how I landed here but it might look like a very different human shape than the GM originally thought of, right? And that's that's awesome. That's like, whoa, I never knew we'd get here. This is so surprising. And like, oh, we really bounced off each other really well. Um, and I think GM-less games, um, they kind of really lean into that. So uh, GM-less games are often sometimes called GM-full games because the responsibilities of the GM kind of shared out to all the players. Um, so rather than even having this skeleton to begin with, everyone's adding different bones. So you've got like maybe a human rib cage, but like wings and also dinosaur legs. And it's just sort of a next level of emergent collaborative collective storytelling. Um, and yeah, I think that just really takes that collaboration to the next level. And it also means that no one has to like prep in advance. No one kind of has to know everything that's going to go on and everything that's going to happen um yeah you can just kind of all show up and create together which is like easy and also super fun i uh, so i am a fan of them however one of the things that i've run into in the past is um if if a game um built in this style doesn't have sort of a a very you know forward setting or a a guide list so to speak something that is like hey build the world this way you know something there to kind of help guide people to build something i find a lot of times like you spend more time trying to define how who everybody is in the world and how everything kind of goes and i know that's gonna be different for every group um but i find sometimes you know when i play these kind of games I read them first and depending on what they are, how they are is going to depend on the people that I'm going to play them with. Um, if it's not people that I know that are decent at uh, improv and they don't have to be great. They just have to kind of know some of the improv cues. And I know I am not always the best at improv cues. That's why I say people that are okay at it. Um, Cause if you don't at least have some of those, those basics of improv of kind of knowing like, 
to shut down and, you know, give somebody else a chance and things like that, which I, I sometimes will repeat myself over and over again. If I'm like looking at somebody, I'm like, I don't think they're going to talk. I don't think they're going to talk. Like I know that I will miss that, but if I get into a good improv groove or if I feel like there's, you know, good people that I'm, you know, hanging out with at the table, I think those can be a lot of fun. Um, that's why a game that I am writing that has, you know, it's optional. You can either have somebody run the game or it's completely, it's, it's actually built to be uh, GM-less. And the idea is that, um, like, everybody pseudo takes a turn uh, game running uh, as you build the stories on. Um, what it sort of is, is the closest thing to a game runner in the game that I've written is one person defines the mood, so to speak, of the game that you're going to play. Um, it's actually about you're all a part of a TV crew uh, that films um, a reality show uh, uh, for ghost hunting. Um, and so one person, every every story takes the producer role. And so um, however you want to do it is going to be either heavy, it's either a heavier role, more classic style, or it's a much lighter role, more like the GM-less uh, games. Um, and I think games that kind of where they've got something in there that kind of builds where um, like you build, there's four sheets going into it. There's, you know, a sheet for building um, your team, uh, of course, your character sheet, uh, a production um, sheet uh, called a, a call sheet where you define out like each of the different kinds of moments that you can have within like, Hey, this room is super haunted. Hey, somebody said they saw a ghost walking over here. And so you kind of build up, you know, like how you're going to do it. I think that games that kind of give you a structure beforehand going in, um, help guide it. Cause what I've seen sometimes at these games is, you know, 40 minutes is spent on people like drinking in the tavern and that can be fun sometimes, but like, um, um, yeah, having direction totally helps people like, okay, we're here, we're just gonna yeah. stay here, I guess. Yeah, like um one system that I really like uh that's genius is the Firebrands framework by um Megway and Vincent Baker. Um it's yeah, it kind of introduces the idea of mini games. So each person takes a turn choosing a mini game, which is like zooming in on a particular scene throughout the story. Right. It has a very strong premise. The original game is um oh gosh, I'm forgetting it now. Mobile Frame Zero Firebrands, that's what it's called, and yeah. the Firebrands framework. So, um, yeah, so the your mecha pilots and the premise and setting is very solid, and there's a bit of character creation at the beginning. And then, yeah, you're just kind of zooming in on particular scenes, and each person takes a turn choosing a scene, and, like, there's, yeah, there's rules within each scene of how that flows. And so that's a very strong structure. Like, we play a scene, okay, it's, and it has a very defined end point. And then you go into the next one and that has a defined beginning and aim and then you go into the next one and it's really it really drives the action make sure that it stays high paced because each scene has a particular focus um and there's a defined turn order of like okay i'm going and then you go and then they go and you know and it's just it just i think it works really well so i'm a, I'm a huge fan of the vibrance vibrance framework um and yeah one game that i've designed um preparing for paris um which i, yeah, I believe you're familiar with um yeah, is is yeah uses um, the fiber and framework for, for a good portion of it. I just think it lends itself really well to a strong structure that really yeah I think helps to avoid that kind of uh, what do we do next kind of vibe that can totally happen in GMless games for sure. Yes, and I will say this: I've never done, I've never played Firebrands. I have a copy. I keep meaning to read it. It's one of those things. It's like. It's there, and every time I'm like, every time people are like, I, I want to play that game, I'm like, cool, let's get together and do something. Like, it doesn't even have to be a stream or a podcast. Like, let's get together and play, and then everybody disappears. So um, I, I never get to play it. But um, I have dropped the link down in chat, folks. Uh, preparing for Paris is a lot of fun. I saw it in its early stages, um, uh, which, ironically, the, the game design contest that we were doing, um, gosh, this is over a year ago now uh oh, it's gonna be a couple years ago now i reckon is it, it 20 2019 <laughs> uh I, I, st I still haven't finished the game that uh my partner and i started designing during that but um i did drop thank you so much you're a wonderful amazing human being 
thanks i i love you too um uh the the horrible gestures that i received off camera um i'm traumatized um she's not back to her phone yet um but i still haven't finished my version though that game uh does not have a gmless part but no um preparing for paris was actually a lot of fun there was i i keep hoping to do a podcast or uh something with uh with some folks with it because it's a lot of fun if you haven't checked it out the link is in um the chat below um where is it uh, yeah it's a uh, hot firebrands hot powered by the apocalypse that's the resolution system that 2d6 plus your stat um and yeah the basic premise is that um, you are all teenagers going through an American high school called Olympic Academy, but all of the students are personified sports, and you were hoping to graduate top of the class uh, in order to become a real Olympic sport. So it's a very like chaotic drama, you know, teen drama, um, but designed to facilitate um, a lot of sort of soft heart to heart, um, deep friendship relationship moments as well um so yeah it's very it's a very bonkers concept which was a product of the you know the competition that we were in because we all have very specific uh criteria that we had to hit which just came into this wacky concept which was it was great fun uh i think i, I definitely think I, i've been meaning to like hit you up about this you need a prom add-on for it you need a i did prom. add that i did, did you? okay that. i guess yeah that was that was in the um one of the later versions yeah like after okay. a couple play tests people kept telling me yeah you need a prom so i i listened and yes i have i have delivered so that is there now in the um the latest edition there is a prom um and yeah so i took um preparing for paris to kickstarter uh, and was um yeah that went quite well much better than i was expecting which is very lovely of folks who supported me um, which enabled me to hire three guest designers to also write their own mini games. So, um, yeah, there's content I hadn't even dreamed up that is in there. Um, yes. And, um, RPG hour does get a, I don't know if you've read all the way through to the end notes, but RPG hour does get a, a thank you for your feedback during the contest. Yes. Uh, I was, I was so excited about that. I guess I haven't looked at an updated version if there's already a prompt thing. I'm so sorry, but I need to, um, I definitely need to check it out because uh, I was, that was the one thing that I was going through when we were talking about the game and discussing it over here. I was like, there needs to be a prom mode. And now that my partner and I have played monster prom, I'm like, oh, I want to preparing for Paris prom mode. Like, like though I definitely, I definitely want to, sorry, my chair is slipping. Um, for those, there is a clip of me making a funny noise when my chair does slip out from under me. Uh, you can find it here on Twitch somewhere. Um, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> um, no, no, no. It's, it's a very fun game, y'all. Um, and that's it's also uh, something that I was going to mention. Um, uh, I think that another thing that GMless games need is, it, and I think, I think RPGs as a whole need more of this. I think mini games are something that need to be added either a a slightly variant a slight variant of the rules that are already in there or a whole whole new set of rules so to speak to do something i think that mini games need to be a bigger part of ttrpgs uh currently um especially gmless ones um but i think that you know one of the things that we that we forget is that we get so caught up in telling a story a specific way that sometimes these little mini games can be a lot of fun. Um, some podcasts have actually written some uh, for games that they are running. Uh, there's been some really cool mini games that have come out. And I think this it's seems like it's a newer movement, but it seems like something that should have been here a lot earlier. I don't know. That's just me. Um, but what, I, what do you like about mini games? Is it like the, the flow of play, like phases, like phases of play or just the, I think so the type compact. I think that yes. mini games offer the characters and the players a a slight uh, change of pace, and that it can basically take the game out of what it was and still keep you in game, but doing something else. Um, mm. I have a um, fast paced um, 
rule set in a game that's uh, going to be published um, in the next month. Um, if I can get play testers, uh, if I can't, then I, I will end up publishing it anyway. It's a part of a game jam. Um, but uh, there's a, a race mini game, um, and you're trying to be the first one to get to something. Um, and depending on what you roll and what you do is going to depend on once you get to the end, what encounters that you have. Did you just activate that construct and now it's chasing after you? Did you accidentally, you know, burst part of an aqueduct and now the streets are flooding? Um, so there's some things I think that when you add these little mini games and when you add things that can change the story around the players and, you know, basically, you know, modify the way things are going or just something fun that just, you know, um, helps do a mood change. I think that those are really cool things. Um, I think that we need more things that kind of do that. Um, the system that we were writing during that competition, actually, um, we have, we have, uh, it's also influenced by Powered by the Apocalypse, but we have something called style, style moves, uh, or styles. And, uh, when you activate a style, you actually change the mood of what's going on. So you could be in the middle of a gambling match inside of a tavern and you activate a certain style and now it becomes uh, a chase scene now it becomes a brawl now it becomes a gunfight um, and you've changed the entirety of the scene with one style move and i think things that can like change up the mood and it's not just hey i rolled i'm shooting somebody it activates something which means that like you activate something for yourself your team members get to do something and then all hell breaks loose so to speak um and I think when games add stuff to modify, I think that definitely. And I think I think I see it a little bit more in GMless games. And I think that that's kind of a thing. When I pick up a GMless game and there's not really something like that, I always kind of wonder how long it'll take uh, for things to stagnate, so to speak. Um, and I think that that's a good thing for one of the reasons I like them is because they help make sure that certain kinds of stories and certain kinds of things don't um, stagnate. Um, or just end yeah, up in a cycle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Pacing seems to be, yeah. Keep going back to pacing uh, because if you don't have a GM, who's kind of the number one person in control of that and the, um, the responsibility shared amongst everyone. Uh, yeah. Sometimes depending on your experience with role-playing games and your comfort, your, your comfort with, um, you know, communicating, putting that, uh, putting what you're thinking out there can be difficult to, yeah, pace all together um, at the same time. So yeah, totally mini games help drive that. Um, and they're also really great to just kind of really uh, nicely zoom in on a scene. Like you're talking about a chase scene, for example, um, and the one you were sort of describing, um, you know, you have the chase, you roll, and you and it, it automatically generates consequences after that. So you don't have to like describe. Okay, you're running down this street. Do you turn left or right? Okay, now you're going down this street, which can be very dry, right? Um, so if you have a specific mini game for these sorts of things, it just really nicely, um, often really nicely, uh, and succinctly keeping the high drama, right? Tells the story that you want to, and and gives you where to go next, um, without having to describe every detail which is often sort of the gm's role in a in a game with a gm like that so yeah i think yeah i also think mini games are, mini games are great um yeah just really intensive pacing yeah i i i i would like to see more like i said um but i think i think definitely part of it is some games assume that you are going to self-pace and i mean let's be honest sometimes we get hung up in the story. <laughs> um, Not that there's anything inherently wrong with that. No. It depends on the players at the table. What everyone's into. Yeah, I was thinking of like um, Wonder Home, for example. Um, I play that. I think I've only played that GM-less so far. And that does not have mini games or anything. Like, well, I mean, no official mini games. I'm pretty sure there's there's some... Um, a third-party content that has many games that feels like a thing that's happened um but yeah wonder home the pacing is really up to you you kind of create the town at the beginning and then you just go explore it and um yeah it does quite a bit depend on the folks at the table and how they they can gel and pace themselves and 
in, in my opinion, based on my experiences of Wonder Home, I don't I don't know how many games would go. You'd have to that have to be a very sort of specific flavor to to fit the theme of Wonder Home. You know, fishing mini game maybe, or like a carnival mini game. Um, that could be some cool third party content. Have mini games for each of the natures and having ideas. Anyway, <laughs> um, I I think something that like something that would be good that could be brought back. Um, and this is kind of sliding into um, you know, our discussion of indie designers. I think that something that could potentially be something um, that we should see more from the indie scene is a page of the book of some older games. Um, when you had modules come out or certain kinds of splat books, they offered like new rules or things like that. I think something that indie scenes could do now, uh, the indie scene could do now, is do put out some modules. There's a lot of really cool games out there that like once they come out that's it you don't ever see anything more for them you don't ever really you know there might be some updates or something but you never really see anything i think really and something that i'm going to um i'm in a uh discord for uh indie creators um and one of the things that we do is we all post up about our creations and stuff like that and we all go out and retweet each other's stuff it's you know we, we keep that pace going we try to keep you know um we try to help each other because, you know, you, you never know what's going to happen. That, that one retweet that one time helps you get five more eyes that never have seen it before. Um, and I, I've been talking to some folks in there, um, and I'm planning on doing a game jam um, where people create some content for my game, and then somebody else is going to put up one of their games, and we're all going to go and create content for somebody else's games. Um, and I kind of, you know, I've already looked at one of the games that somebody's talking about putting up for this type of game jam that we're looking at doing. And I'm I'm 100% going mini game. I think that's something that the indie scene kind of needs to take a step back, look at how some of the older stuff is. For those of us that have been for, around for a while, like we can remember it. For stuff that haven't, people, for folks that haven't been around, they haven't played some of the older games, seen some of the older splat stuff. Like there was some cool like extra rules that came into play that were like only valid for this one thing that were also almost a mini game. It was like almost like a mini subsystem that got added. Um, and I think that like when you when we create for one another or when we create for ourselves a, a kind of splat book or a module or something, that we ought to consider adding a mini game, adding something else. Um, and I don't just mean like, hey, look at this fresh new thing, come and check out. Like, what have you been doing at your table with that game? Like, what have other people said that they've kind of done? Think about some things and be like, hey, we really loved this game, but when we tried to do X, Y, Z, you know, the pacing felt off or something. Make a mini game for it. Maybe they made a mini game for it. Feature it. Um, yeah, totally. Um, I know um, Aaron Lim. Um, he's he wrote. He's written, written a number of amazing games. Um, one of them is an an altogether different river. Um, and yeah, that's something he's looking at doing. Uh, potentially having um, releasing extra content and getting. Um, people to write yeah extra um towns extra variant rules and things which is super super cool um so yeah i uh I, that's one example that i'm aware of um and i know other folks um get right get uh you know have the ability to rise write adventure modules for their games and things um so i mean game jams is also a really great way of doing that there was the the women jam where a slightly different everyone like hacked women um made their own games in that system so it's not exactly expanded content but um you know every time someone hacks something they add they inject a bit of their own flavor right so there there are plenty of women games that have um variant rules to the original or new twists and things um so yeah game jams is also a really great really great way to do that um I remember a while ago now, probably two, three years ago, ugh, time, wow, um, there was a, the Jammy Jam Jam, which is where uh, everyone was invited to hack or make games inspired by um, Jammy or Sword Queen games, um, some of his games. Um, that was also super cool. So yeah, game jams, totally on, on itch or via Discord or what have you, are really great ways to... Um, yeah, hype each other's content up, really, which is 
always amazing and just come up with lots of different places for inspiration well and i think i think if we did a little bit more of this in the indie scene if we if we all came together a little bit more um and said hey i like your game i'm gonna put something out for your game and talk to each other about it and i don't just mean like hey i put this thing out for your game but be like hey this is what i'm planning on doing get input from each other build up something hype one another up because if also if like we all dropped stuff for each other and you know built on games we're not only building somebody else's game up somebody that might not have seen our stuff before now gets finds us because they were a fan of this person they now find their way mm-hmm. over to our stuff and we can help each other out by building for one another i mean and it doesn't even take much like honestly some people's games are like five pages long and you're gonna add something to it you, you know one page and you're done um um, oh, and I do apologize. I think I found Aaron Lim, and you said it was a, a an altogether different river, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I am dropping those links and in in chat, folks. Um, so here is his. Yeah. Aaron's great. Follow him. Look at his stuff. And also, Bullet Jam, I think, happened, and a lot of that was around expanded content for um, for Bullet, which was super cool as well. So, yeah, I think you're right. There is uh, an increase of game gems in this vein of, um, yeah, hyping up each other's games and making expanded content for it, which is really exciting. And it's got to be great for the original creator. There was the Carter Jam as well. How could I forget that one? Where, um, yeah, the Cat McDonald's of Peach Garden Games released an SRD for their game. Um, they have a couple games that use the, the Carter system. They wrote an SRD and then invited everyone to use it to make their own games. Um, which, yeah, again, people, you know, went with in their own directions. So I think you're right, there is a, I'm seeing this more and more, especially with SRDs, which is really exciting, people writing and releasing SRDs, which is, uh, which are great resources to help people make content that's um, similar to yours. Um, yeah, the Wretched Jam, of course, there's a Wretched SRD out. Um, Sorry, RPG. I'm just like shooting all of these things at you. Um, I got some of them. All of these things that you currently have to find. <laughs> um, uh, I can also find links as well. Put put them in the notes. Um, but yes, I am seeing uh, an increase in this. Yeah, this real celebration of indie content where people are jamming on it and just seeing a thing that they love and just you know being part of that, which is really really cool. Well, and I think something else that's really neat about jams um, that some people don't, either they don't get or they just don't notice, um, once a game jam quote-unquote ends, like you can't submit to it anymore, you could still go and view the jam and view all the submissions that are there. I've got like Mm -hmm. 40 game jams that I've saved, and I'm slowly buying content from all of them because people do some really neat things. Um, But, I mean, it's, it's like... I mean, this one, it ranges in the Carta Jam. It looks like there's three free things that I see on here. Four free things. Yeah, a number of people put their stuff out there for free. Which, I, I, I'm going to say this. Stop. Stop. Indie folks, unless it's an SRD that you intentionally want free, or it's an errata, or it's a character sheet, or it is something like that. Stop putting your shit out for free. Stop underselling yourself, please. Like, even if you put it... And it can be tough for some people. Like, it can be a confidence thing as well. But, like, know that everyone in the indie community is, like, rooting for you. Like, yes, there you work. You got this. We believe in you. So, and if, and, like, one thing that could help, potentially, in that, in that confidence of wanting it to have it available for free is like have a price on it but have community copies as well right so you know you can, you can kind of do both but yes value your web you're worth it i promise i know i've got so many I've, I've got so many community copies on my stuff i sometimes get like i'm like well great people got community copies and then i go talk to another indie creator and they're like yeah but that means somebody's got your game and they're playing it and i was like fine yeah jeez <laughs> Why you gotta be right? Because uh, <laughs> like I, 
I don't even think about that sometimes. Though I put out, what's funny is I thought nobody was really paying attention to one of my games, and I did an update for it, and all of a sudden, like, its its downloads, like, jumped. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, hold on. I thought nobody was paying attention to this game here. Where did all these downloads coming from? Like, because no, nobody rates it. That's, that's one thing. Also, if you get a game, rate it, say something, please, please, or at least comment. Please, I don't. If you don't rate, at least leave a comment. I've got I don't know how many downloads for one of my games, and I've got zero people talking about it. I found nothing on Twitter. I found nothing on Facebook. I found you know there's no comments on the page. Like please, even if you're like this is a heaping piece of trash. Okay, why do you think it's a heaping piece of trash? Please, let's talk about this. Like, um, and I know some people that are like you know oh I don't I don't want negative comments on my stuff. I'm like cool, I will support you in that. I want negative comments. I want people to tell me. I would rather have a bunch of negative comments than no comments at all. Like, I'm going to say that. Like, because I'd rather I'd rather somebody be like, I think it's a piece of trash. Okay, why do you think it's a piece of trash? Well, I hate this mechanic. Okay, well, why don't you why don't you like that mechanic? You know, and just like boil them down. Like, give me, give me what I want and need from you so that I can do something, you know, maybe I can put out an errata. Maybe I can change it. Maybe it's something that I put there for a reason. Um, yeah. You're just wanting, you're just wanting feedback. So you know what people think. Yeah. And, uh, especially, especially with games that like, I have one game out that I wrote in 20 or 2000, like three, 2004. It was like a yellowed sheet of paper, lined paper that i wrote two lines within one set it was college ruled and i wrote two lines of text in one line um i used to write really tiny i don't know with my bad handwriting i don't know how i read it but i i I printed that um i printed that game and then recently i found another game um i was i was doing some stuff out and i found i found a hand-printed game this is an old zine that i did like I'm like cool nice. okay, um, and so Warp. it's a, yes uh, basic options role play. The idea for it is that y- you take a stat, you take a skill, and then you uh, it's a card based game, not a dice game, and you pull a card, and you want that card to be as low as possible. Um, um, how do I describe it? Um, oh, the race to first place. Like you know, if you're first place, oh, you're nice. the lowest. You know, that's the lowest number there. So that's that's how I describe pulling the lowest card which that's the, an ace is number one. So if you've got an ace, you know, you've pulled the best card, so to speak. You've, mm-hmm. So, uh, which people associate aces with, you know, like being good. So that's part of why I did that. Um, but no, like it's, it's also like if, if um, the whole idea is that it's just, it's just down to, you know, a stat and a skill. And then sometimes like a trait, which traits are just like fun little things, sort of like, um, feats from some other games or like character options in some other games you know it's just like a slight little difference there um this one doesn't have anything like magic or anything like that but those abilities would replace a skill so to speak but um the whole idea is that it's not a universal system but it's a very basic system like there's not a whole lot of skills and every skill like if you're like cool i'm a scientist okay well, well you know are you a specialty you know oh i'm a biologist you know you can specialize any skill but you don't have to type thing um um is the thing for it um sorry i have an entire thing that just went why are you doing this to me technology recently i've been having some weird things on my mm-hmm. computer um right now it says that my cpu usage is at 4.7% Mm-hmm. Uh, my RAM is at 25, yet when I move things, it stutters and acts like it's, um, like my computer is working really hard. So, um, if I look like I'm, I, I'm baffled for a second, I apologize. It's 100% because my computer is acting like it's taxed and it's not. Mm. So, um, yeah. yeah, some of the technology I have is older. Like it's an older computer. I just like slapped in more RAM um it's got 32 gigs of ram and like i slapped in a um a graphics card and i was like it's better like that was with with the shortage of computer stuff right now that was my fix for you know um uh making my computer better um which some people say 
Yeah, yeah. I'm still sitting over here, like, looking at, like, new video games that I want, and it's, like, two, three generations newer um, CPUs that you have to have to play them, and I'm like... Um, but, um... I, 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 I do apologize. I don't know how to pronounce um, your, your user handle... Uh, Ansias, Ansis, I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm sorry. Um, now what seems to be the toughest part of GMless experience uh, in my limited experience. Um, we kind of touched on that, and I meant to, like, note back, hey, you know. Um, but, yeah, no. Um, I I wanted to wait to, like, do another touchback on this. I think the now what scenario also like is a mindset that we hit as indie designers for working with each other, for helping one another. I think we get to a point where like, we look at the fact that we created something that we did something, maybe we helped somebody. And now we're sitting here like, now what? Like, do we wait for somebody to do something nice to us? Do we keep paying it forward? Like I've only got, you know, two extra hours in my day after my day job, you know, um, I see that a lot from folks. So I think, I think the now what mindset is kind of a very, prevalent thing <laughs> um did you, you you've done some hype swaps right have you seen that going around that's no. fun oh so hype swap was a hashtag started by myself and um john east whose um twitter is yes underscore john uh j-o-n um and yeah they had released a new game and they were saying that they were struggling with like promo, right? Because it can be awkward to self-promo sometimes for some folks. And um, so together we created a hashtag hype swap, which basically you contact another indie designer and you swap games with each other. Uh, up to you if you want to, that's by download download code or community copies or um, paying it, you know, whatever works for the two of you. And then you um, write a thread You using the hashtag hype swap. Um, you hype each other's game up and tag them, say a little bit about your experience and uh, have a link to the game on it and leave a five-star review. Um, so that it, it is a bit, depending on how big the game is, of course, can be a bit time intensive. So maybe just like once a week, um, if, you, if you're up for it, is, is fine. Um, I went I went a bit extreme the, well, when Hype Spot was first, ha when it was first starting and I did like four in a week. Um, so it's quite a lot, but it's been really great fun. Um, and it's, it's so, so it's exactly that feedback that you want, right? Um, cause you can get like, sometimes you can get reviews or you can get like one sentence comments, but like in a Twitter thread in this particular context, right? Um, people are often, um, go quite in depth about what they think about your game, which is really, really lovely to see and to hear, um, yeah, just what people's actual experience is. So um, that's also a great way to find new games. If you're like, oh, I don't really know what to play, what's out there, you can search the ha hashtag hype swap, all one word, hashtag on Twitter, and see not just what the game is about, but people's experiences of it. Like, oh, maybe it sounds good, but like, how does it actually go out and play? A lot of people will like play through or read through and try the game. So uh, yeah, that's another that's another place to look if you're looking for places or ways to search for uh indie games and yeah it's been really really lovely it started with me and john but like so many other people have done it people i haven't even contacted people i don't even follow you know so that's been really lovely to see that it's it's been continuing and it's um and it's still going to some extent i'm i'm, I'm visibly upset over here because I'm scrolling down and the amount of people that I see that I'm either mutuals with or that I follow that have participated in this. And this is the first time I'm hearing about hype swap. Like, this is the first time I'm seeing it. I am like, must be a time zone thing. I, that's the only thing I could think of is like, maybe it's dropping. Um, Cause a lot of them that I'm seeing, they dropped like 3am, 4am my time or, um, they dropped in the middle of my work day, which I can't always get on. And so I like, I guess, I guess that's the thing, but it's just like, how, like I even scrolled through like one of the people that's on here. I, before I hired them to do some art for me, I, I scrolled through their thing and I'm like, how did I not see this on your, 
on your uh your feed yeah and you how do you you've done it like eight i've done it a lot of times well you too um uh woody rpg um w-u-d-e rpg uh i am mutuals with them and they have they done it a they do a lot, lot. um and I have, they're doing I, they're doing a lot of lumen games recently as well yeah and, and trinity not like they're in uk like i have two time zones on opposite sides of me doing this and i didn't see it why i i, I hate twitter well now you know it exists I so know. you know get so, on that hey folks if you need to know where i am this weekend Besides my stream tomorrow, check me out on Hype Swap. I'm going to just dive in and deep end this. Um, yeah, nice. Feel free to like hit me up as well for a Hype Swap. I probably won't be like super quick about it, but <laughs> but yeah, I'll probably get to it. I know. I'm actually probably not going to do it right away this weekend because I told myself that I was going to finish. Because all I'm really doing is retyping that little T-tiny booklet into um the system and all i'm doing is i'm like i'm consolidating things because i i had this like i i wrote it like a war game and so like i had to like restructure some things but um while we still have some time i do want to be able to try and cover a little bit of our last game our last topic and that's games without combat and yeah. we don't mean not having combat, we mean games that are written without a combat system or without combat in mind. Yeah, so, um, yeah, acknowledging that uh, uh, Dungeons & Dragons, that's what got me into tabletop games. That's the first tabletop RPG I ever saw. Um, you know, saw actual plays, listened to podcasts, started playing that and running it myself before finding Itch and the indie scene on Twitter and on Itch, which has been incredible. Um, but yeah, D&D is a very, it does sort of monopolize the uh, industry at the moment and um, is very combat focused. It's basically, yeah, it's a fighty game. You are adventurers, you kill the things, you take the loot, you get more strong. Um, and a lot of people have like really heartfelt um, games as well with a lot of RP and character growth as well. But that's from the players, right? That's not in the rules anywhere. There are no rules supporting those sorts of uh, encounters. Um, so, yeah, with D&D being so big, that's that can be, for a lot of people, their first influence to writing their own game. And that was that was true for me. When I wrote my... When I started writing my first um, couple of, of tabletop games, I have a big system that's kind of on the shelf for now, and that, that's fine. But it was very influenced by D&D, and it had combat. And I thought, oh, well, but, you know, it's a tabletop game. It has to have fighting of some kind, right? That's that's That must be how these things go. And it really doesn't have really doesn't have to be. And since then, most most of our games now do not have combat at all and do not have fighting um, whatsoever. And it's great. Like there are many other dimensions of games. For me personally, I know like combat and violence can be really cathartic and um, useful for a lot of people. But what I personally enjoy about playing games and designing games is relationships and connection and collaborative storytelling and none of those need combat and i'm not particularly interested in fighting really um, when i play games um so yeah when i'm designing games it's it's often about relationships um and connecting with people um so a lot of my games focus on those themes um so there's yeah really the me mechanics and the story and the theme are all about connecting and relating to people um, and combat it just isn't even a thought, um, which yeah, that that's that's the way I like to design games and play games. But you know, to each their own. Um, I, I I haven't designed one yet, and I don't know. For me, coming to the table, a conflict system of some sort, even if it's just social conflict, which some people still see as being combat, sort of not always, but. I like the option of smashing something into pieces. Um, I'm very much a, you know, when I pick up a, a quick video game, um, I, I usually like strategy games where I can just throw a crap ton of enemies at each other 
Um, though right now I have been playing one called Timberborn, which is all about beavers rebuilding society after a post-apocalypse. Um, there's absolutely no combat except for the fact that you get a dry season and you're hoping that everybody survives. Um, but um, the the one that really got me, um, um, the first one that I really played um, and read and enjoyed um, was from uh, Margaret Catter Games. Um, or Margaret Catter Dev, sorry. I'm about to drop her itch down here. Um, which uh, she also goes by uh, Little Red, Little Red Alchemist, um, and Amani. Um, she's been on some RPG Hour podcast. Um, Imani, not Amani. There we go. Um, close enough for the, the – not really close enough. Um, I hate I hate these captions sometimes. Um, but uh, Imani uh, developed a really neat game. Uh, first off, one of them, um, it's dangerous to go alone, take this. Um, technically, it's all about – just like what's in the bag and how you do it there. You don't have to do any kind of sort of combat at all. Um, it's all about like uh, the game runner pulls out a bag, opens up the bag. They pull out a thing of lipstick and, you know, a first aid kit. That's what the characters have to use in their game. Um, so it's all about like what you have on your person. Um, but the one that really got me is called hot off the press. It's all about um, being a high school um, newspaper club or newspaper team. Um, and it's all about like getting the big story and, and building it. And, um, it's, it's such, it's such a great game. Um, and there's the link down in chat, um, which I'll put all these for those of you that are watching it on YouTube and post and everything. These will all be down in the comments. Um, but no, I mean like this hot off the press is, is, very much that like the combat isn't the idea it's all about building um the story um how do i there is words that i'm trying to use to not directly go so the idea is that you are trying to build the newspaper articles let me say it like that because you're building a story together no matter what kind of game you're doing but um you're trying to build the newspaper articles and it's kind of cool because like you are like uh so I, I like this line what's floating in the pool and since when have we had a pool like you can build ridiculous amazing fun stories you could play this out like an anime where like the students are running around trying to gather stuff and like mysterious things are popping up um in an almost supernatural way um you can play this as um um, I was actually talking to somebody that's played this game and they ran it. Um, there is a live action series. I want to say it's Korean, um, in which it's about, uh, girls at a private school and they're detectives. Um, it's about basically a bunch of like Sherlock Holmes, uh, um, running around and solving things. And that's kind of how they played their version of hot off the press. So, um, I think these games are a lot of fun. Sometimes they can definitely like break you out of the idea that combat is the only thing um and i think like for me personally this is i've only ever read four games like this i've only played two and for me so far like i haven't gotten i haven't gotten my feet really like dipped in and in in the, the deep end of the pool for um non-combat based games yet um but for, lots of recommendations if you want <laughs> yes uh but hot off the press right now is mine like if, if you want a game that like me as a combat aficionado like th there's three things that i really like i like mechs i like horror and i like you know mysteries and this lets you build up everything that you want for a good mystery for a good drama for a good um i mean you could play this like a horror supernatural thing as well like there's just some things like the system is so open in the way that it's built um, I'm trying to think if that other one that, was that one that she wrote? She's got a lot of really cool games as well. Um, there's a lot of really cool creators out there, but, um, yes, uh, check Yes Romeo. Um, it's an icebreaker type TTRPG. Um, 
It says that it lasts for 60 to 80 minutes. I read it. I haven't played it yet. Um, and you use a, a deck of cards to kind of, like, break the ice um, and tell this, like, little story back and forth, um, kind of revealing a little bit about yourself and stuff like that. Um, but it's very much like a Taylor Swift song, just saying. Just like the name suggests. Right. Just say yes. I don't know um, if that was the intent by the name, but... Um, well, it's like a, it's like a dating sim type game, right? So I mean, kind of, sort of, yeah. Um, it's it's a it's also just like for breaking the ice with strangers, like getting to know somebody like for the first time, um, and playing a TTRPG at the same time. So, how are you with um, world building games? Have you dipped your toe in that original? <sighs> no, and yes. I've written some games where, and I'm still expanding on them, where, like, before you get into the game, there's, like, a world-building sheet, and you kind of build up everything. Um, some of them have been very short, um, but um, I was influenced by the team sheets from Blades in the Dark. Um, mm -hmm. And I got very much into a, well, if we're already building a team, why not build the world together? And then I found out that, like, there's a whole genre of this out there. And I'm like, cool, I need some suggestions. Um, and I'm still, like, I, I haven't really gotten a whole lot for that. But um, I'm very much interested because I am um, a game that is on the back burner right now. It's a soft back burner um, because I'm trying to basically – part of the way that the rules work is that it's an idea of a setting, not a setting. And you're supposed to build the world together. And the sheet mm -hmm. that I have just doesn't feel adequate. And so I'm like, hold on, I need to do some game research before we get into this. Uh, everybody put everything on pause. Like, I need to go do this right quick. Um, and so I've been trying to find some. Um, <clears throat> but um, yeah. There's a lot of good ones out there. Um, one of my favorites is, I'm sorry, did you say Street Magic? By um, Kara Assertion. Um, really, really gorgeous game, visually and in the design um, and the prose, it's really gorgeous on a number of levels. Um, GMless, the whole game is world building. You're building this town together and it's really strong structure, really strong, um, has, uh, phases, like basically phases of play and, um, turn taking. Um, and yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. It's based off. So that's one. I'm sorry. Did you say street magic? It's based off, uh, or influenced by microscope by ben robbins yeah which is you're kind of building it's world building in like zoomed way out you're building eons of a, of a civilization right um where street magic is a single town um there's also um the quiet year by avery alder which you look over one year of um a community that uh there was like a war and they have one year the players know that they have one year before the next conflict comes. The characters don't necessarily know that. And you look at how they sort of rebuild and survive in that one year. And inspired by that is Cozy Town by Jamie of Sword Queen Games. Cozy Town is itch funding. Check it out, please. Um, and Cozy Town is about, again, about building a town over a, a one year, but it's called Cozy Town because it's just like the softest, coziest thing. And the whole <clears throat> pardon me the whole aim of the game is to make your fellow players go Aww, with the, all the cuteness that you're injecting into the game it's that's a really sweet game that i've played multiple times but that's just four world building games for you to to see if any of those take your fancy i may have an extremely unruly large folder of tabletop games on my laptop that is just very huge i also like backed the um uh the palestine the palestinian aid bundle and the racial equality bundle on itch so there's a whole bunch more games in there so you know i've just got if anyone ever needs recommendations for any tabletop games ever you can probably ask me it's it's a yeah it's maybe a bit much but yes and like like i said the oh. the variety of themes just there is a lot so quiet year is kind of very sort of survival quite intense um you know 
you know, play characters can die and like you lose things and it can be tough. And then Crazy Town is just like soft and sweet. And, you know, so there's all different like themes within the genre of world building. Um, you know, there's like sci-fi, fantasy, sort of all kinds of different. There's a lot. There's really a lot. <laughs> um, so I hope that, yes, you find something that you enjoy just just playing full stop that perhaps can also, um, yeah, help you with your own design there. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to check out Cozy Town only because I'm, I'm mutuals with somebody that works on that. No offense to all the others. I'm sure your games are great, but as soon as I see that a mutual has like worked or participated in a game, I always try and support those people uh, because back to indie developers and you know paying it forward. I love building up new people, but I also like going back and saying, hey, you helped me out in the beginning or early on um, because I have buttons and I have stickers and I have a bag with custom pencils sitting in my house from podcasts and streams that are no longer here. And, like, their websites are gone. Um, like, everything about them is gone. And so, like, you know, I don't know what happened to them. I didn't I didn't stay in touch with these people. And I'm trying to do be a better steward of the indie community on my side of things as well and try and keep up with more people. Um, I could be bad about that because of my day job. I can work anywhere from 10 to 14 hours a day, uh, five to six days a week. Um, so... Yeah, um, but I think that can definitely help some of us out by paying it forward, by building each other up, by talking to each other. Uh, join discords, join gilded, um, get into people's places. Um, and as I'm saying it again, I'm going to go ahead and drop that down below. Uh, we have dropped discord. Um, RPGR Studios has left and is, or is leaving discord. Um, August 1st is the day when I shut down the discord. Um, I will probably keep it privately up to grab some of the information. Um, I'm slowly getting some of the information over to the new server. We've gone to Gilded. Um, if you haven't checked out Gilded yet, Gilded is a great way of building a community. There's schedulers. There's calendars built in. Um, you can do forums rather than just a single thing of just like people just adding text on top of each other like what Discord does. Um, you can actually drop media folders where people can drop gifts and images um you can actually uh build rpgs together by a a form file called a doc where people can drop text in and you can go in there and co-work together and co-build games together or co-write all kinds of stuff together you can use this for a lot of stuff it was originally built for the video game communities but there's a lot of functionality that really does overlap for the ttrpg scene um so i mean folks if you're not already in a gilded Find a Gilded to check it out. See if it's something that you want. Um, there's the link in ours. Ours is gilded.gg uh, forward slash RPG Hour Studios. Um, click the apply button at top because we do have a little bit of a, hey, here's the rules. Read these right quick before you just jump in. Um, our calendar is public, so you can always see like what's coming up next if I remember to actually update it. Um, I'm trying to think. Um why don't you go ahead and outro yourself right quick? Um, only because I, I uh, Google is is ready to toss us out. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, firstly, thank you for having me on. Thank you for telling me about Gilded because I've not heard about it till now, so that's something to check out. Uh, but yes, I have been and will continue to be Logan, be him pronouns. Um, you can find me on Twitter at ink underscore and underscore stories. Um, I'm a tabletop game designer. Um, you can hire me to write on your games. Um, I'm also a design consultant. Um, do just lots of tabletop game things. I play them, run them, make them all the time. It's great fun. Probably going to play some today. It's going to be amazing. And I'm definitely playing some tomorrow. Um, and yeah, you can find my games at breathingstories.itch.io. Uh, again, kind of focusing on relationships, um, connecting, um, being soft. Um, and yeah, I'll see you around the internets. That's I, me. I have a lot of links to drop. I will probably add a lot more. So if you are watching this on YouTube, check down below, subscribe. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot of links down below for a lot of fun things. Um, this has been Indie RPG Hour, which is part of RPG Hour Studios. 
Um, we have a lot of things right now uh, until the end of July, maybe a little bit into August. We have a Mechton Heist, which is a Mechton Zeta actual play. We play for three hours on Saturdays, uh, which is 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Central. Um, of course, you can also check it out here. We're also taking the audio, stripping it out, and tossing it onto your favorite podcatcher as well. It's a three-hour listen, but you know you can also pause and come back to it. Um, and then on the first and third Wednesdays, starting next Wednesday, uh, we do have our Routes Unknown, which is coming back for a second season, um, and that's going to play until the end of October. Um, we'll be out for November and December. I'll just replay some of the episodes during November and December as reruns. Um, and then, of course, um, we're always looking to add more shows. Um, so if you join our Gilded community, um, get kind of involved in some things, and you're interested in like starting a show, we could definitely discuss it, go over like what our expectations are of you as somebody running a game, of you as a player at the table. Um, and we are always looking for more folks uh, to also you know, come in and do all kinds of things. Um, we have a council that we are forming. Um, it is a group of folks who are helping to decide the future of what things are going to be because I need people to tell me to sit down, shut up, and stop jumping in. Um, I wasn't originally going to be running something on Saturdays. I've got too many things on my plate as is. I'm running Mechton Heist because the person who was originally going to run that had to step down for personal reasons. Um, and I decided I'm just going to run another game. So I now have people that are there to tell me to sit down, shut up, and stop doing this to yourself um, because I can't do that for myself. Um, and so, uh, But they're also there to help get games started, help get things going, um, and to make sure that everything looks great and fun. Um, and we also have some more things that are coming out. We have a game show that is in uh, pre-production. We are going to record episodes, polish them up, and then uh, we're going to put out a recorded episode here on Twitch, uh, so do keep an eye out for those. I will not be the host, as I have been saying for, uh, what has it been, two years now? Two, two plus years? I do not want to be in everything that RPG Hour Studios does. I don't want to be in every single show. I don't want to run everything. I really, really don't. However, I am very much a the show must go on person, and that's why I'm getting burnt out on some things, because I will literally shove myself into anything if somebody drops out, um, I, I will take the seat, and I need to stop doing this. Don't let me do this if you see me doing this, folks. Um, please, please tell me um, that I, I, I don't need to do this. Um, I need somebody to say that on occasion. Uh, my partner won't. She will let me go jump into things. Um, I don't think she's in chat anymore, so I can say things like this, and she can't get on to me. Um, I feel like I am forgetting something. Um at RPG Hour. Yeah, there we go. Uh, at RPG Hour is the main account. Um, I am no longer using that as a personal account. At NB Mecha Pilot, um, that is my personal account. Um, I'm non-binary, and my favorite thing in the world is mechs. So that's where the name came from. Um, oh, our, I because RPG Hour is not just me, is not just my partner, and to to further drive that in. I am no longer developing the tabletop role-playing games that we are developing under the RPG Hour name. Those are all under Dead Coast Games. So if you want to find our games, deadcoastgames.itch.io, um, or you can find us at Dead Coast Games on Twitter. Um, we're slowly building that Twitter up, but that is really it, it, when we're going to be doing play tests. We're going to be doing, you know, talking about our tabletop role-playing games. You'll find that on NB Mecha Pilot or Dead Coast Games. RPG Hour, I'm still going to be retweeting some of that stuff, but it's no longer going to be a primary tweet from RPG Hour because that didn't go the direction that I was hoping. I was hoping more people would come on and we'd develop things together, but instead, I'm going to take that aside and just focus on what me and my partner have been trying to, like games that we've been trying to design and build. And RPG Hour Studios is going to become a thing where we are not the only people on every show and that, you know, it's not just a bunch of the same folks over and over again. Um, because that wasn't the point of what I was trying to do with this. Um, and if you like what we're doing, there is a tip jar down below because I keep forgetting to talk about that too. Tip jar down below. Money helps us keep going and, um, money is split. Um, so if you say that, you know, you donated, uh, because of this episode here to the tip jar down below, which is only on Twitch, not on ya uh, YouTube. Um, I, I will drop some kind of a link on YouTube at some point. I keep forgetting. 
Um, but if you say that this is the episode, um, Ink and Stories gets a little bit of the money. Anytime that we have people on, <coughs> um, that money gets split between people. That money does not just go into my pocket. Um, a certain amount gets set aside for taxes uh, because I pay taxes on the money that comes through. Um, and then money is divvied up from there. Anything that's left over from taxes goes into a general fund to uh, pay for artwork and things for the shows. Um, it's not a personal thing for me. Um, so the, the, if you put money in and say, hey, it was the episode with uh, at Inkton Stories, um, I'm going to send him something and say, give me a PayPal thing or something and drop some money over there. So um, just... Cool. Say when you're when you're dropping money. Say what it's for. If you say general fund, then it goes into the general fund to help buy artwork for all the different shows and everything. Um, I think that is everything. I feel like I'm forgetting something because I'm always forgetting something, even though I have a list. And I did that. I did that. I did that. Um... Oh, our adventures is a uh, podcast that uh, misses sort of heads up. It is a. Um, RPG Hour as a podcast is no longer going to be the same thing. It is no longer a one-shot show. It is um, Indie RPG Hour gets stripped out. That audio goes there. We release those episodes that way. Um, I am behind on editing because I am taking too much on my plate. Um, uh, but these episodes will eventually go there. Um, uh, but uh, if you're interested in one-shot shows, Our Adventures, H-O-U-R Adventures, um, it is a rotating game. Uh, game runner basically uh everyone at the table can take a chance and run a game um and uh we try and get game devs on as well to run the games uh the main focus of the cast members um is that they are not like so many shows out there um we focus on getting uh queer folks and uh priority goes towards queer folks and uh poc folks so if you're a poc uh queer or poc queer um, and you're looking for a show that does one-shots, that's our adventures. Come on over. We are always looking for new people to come and play games with us. Um, and you can find out more about that in the Gilded um, down below. I think that is finally everything. So until the dice roll again.